0: Welcome to Every 68 Seconds. I am your host Courtney, and this is going to be season two of my podcast. Last season, we talked a lot about my own experience as a sexual assault survivor and also a lot of other topics that I felt don't get talked about enough in this subject. So, definitely go back and listen to that season from the beginning just so you can understand why we're even here and what has happened to me as well because that'll play a lot into this season Um, and in this season we're going to be talking with significant others of survivors, survivors themselves, hearing different perspectives and stories from other people and as well as some experts on the subject. So just keep in mind as survivors are listening to this that you you know, you know that some of these things will be a little bit triggering to hear. Um, we don't really sugarcoat things here because I don't think that it really helps anyone. So just keep that in mind as you listen. But I hope that you are all just as excited as I am to do this season and to listen to all these awesome people. So let's jump right in. A quick little thing before you guys listen to this episode just a forewarning, it is not the same quality as normal. It's also not really edited or manicured in any way, shape, or form. It was my first time doing a recorded phone call, and yeah, the the sound quality is not great, and it just sounds a little bit different, not as manicured. Um, No editing went into this, so... Just keep that in mind as you listen, but I promise that you won't miss out on the quality of the interview and of the story that is told by my friend. So um, hope you're ready to jump right in. Okay. Are you still there?
1: Yeah.
2: Awesome. All right. Well, welcome everybody to Every 68 Seconds. I have my first virtual... Um, interview with a friend of mine who is staying anonymous, and she's an awesome woman. haven't talked to her in a long time, so this is pretty cool to be chatting with her on my podcast. But um, yeah, I'm also not in my normal office, so hopefully there's not a lot of, like, sounds, but if there are, so sorry about that. Um, But yeah, I'd love to just start off, I guess, with what made you decide to reach out to me and, you know, share on the podcast?
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, for me, honestly, the biggest thing that's helped me to heal was hearing other women's stories. Um, a couple of months ago, actually, I met someone that was super vulnerable and super open. And in connecting with her, it just really made me um kind of pieced together some of, um, you know, the, the side effects and the thoughts that I didn't really understand myself. So I figured if her sharing her story was so powerful for me, then maybe sharing my story would have the same effect on someone else.
2: Yeah, that's awesome. I've definitely noticed that for myself, too, just from, you know, sharing my story, I guess, on my first season of the podcast, just having quite a few people respond and, like, how much it helped them to hear about a similar story um that was super just eye-opening for me and I had had already kind of thought like I want to do interviews to let other women you know share their story just just honestly for their like healing process I feel like that was a big thing for my healing process but also like also just knowing that when I was looking for resources after my abuse I was looking for stories that sounded like mine and I didn't really find many online you know Mm -hmm. um so thank you thank you for being willing to do that and you know share with people um and then my next question would be where do you feel like you are in your I guess healing process um from the assaults that you've uh, experienced
1: yeah so um I feel like for a long time I was in the denial phase. Um, mm-hmm. I just didn't really want to share it with anybody. I didn't want to even admit that it happened. Um and so I feel like just in the past few years have really kind of tiptoed into that area, still kind of nervous to dive full in, but um I'm definitely still processing through a lot of, you know, what does this mean moving forward and what does this look like? Um and, you know, I'm actually, um, my church does a group called MEND, and it's um, for people that have gone through sexual trauma, so
2: oh, I'm wow, actually joining them so cool. at the
1: end of this month. I know, I'm so nervous, but
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I
1: feel like I'm finally ready, you know, it's. I'm finally yeah. at a point where I can admit like, okay, this did happen. It didn't doesn't, doesn't mean that I'm, you know, a tainted weak person. It just, you know, it's something that I just have to move on from and go forward. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Wow. That's really cool. I actually haven't heard of churches having that available. So that's that's awesome. Um, okay, so I guess this is a bit of time that you can share your story, I guess, whatever your wanting to share as little or as much as you feel comfortable?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So for me, I grew up in a religious background, and um, I was really taught that you're supposed to, you know, save sex for marriage. And um, I really tried to, like, you know, abide by that. And so I – kinda of started to date actually a little bit after college and um so the first so I was actually raped a few times and so the first time that it happened um I had gone out with a guy that I knew um and he we I got absolutely drunk because I just did not realize how much I was drinking. We were at a vineyard and he knew the bartenders, and so they just kept filling our glasses full. And I, you know, didn't want to tell him, "Hey, I should probably stop." And so, before oh. I knew it, I was absolutely blacked out. <laughs> oh
2: man!
1: And yeah, I can now looking back, I can remember snippets of that day, um, but still trying to piece together what exactly happened. I I know that you know he took me back to his place, and. Um, I have various flashbacks of memories of what happened there Mm. that night. Um, But honestly, most of it is still super hazy. You know, I remember Mm. taking a shower. I remember, like, you know, being sick a lot. I remember, like, being in bed with him and being, like, completely naked. I remember, like, you know, just various little snippets throughout the night. But it's interesting because, like, with him specifically, you know, The next day I woke up and didn't, know, really what happened. And so I was just acting like, okay, we just went on a date. I spent the night and just sobered up and now I'm just going to go home. But it was honestly part of his reaction of how he treated me afterwards. I'm like, this is strange. You know, why why can't he look me in the face? Like, why? I'm so Mm. confused.
0: You know, and I
1: just, it didn't piece together. And then he completely stopped talking to me which was interesting too. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so I was just confused. But fast forward about a year and a half later, I'd start having these massive panic attacks for no reason. Um, mm-hmm. Or in my mind, they were no reason. I remember one time I took a yoga class at a gym, and at the end of the yoga class, they turned off. They had us, like, lay down on the mat, and they turned off all the lights. And I just had a massive panic attack in that yoga class. And I couldn't wow. understand why. Yeah. Um. I just could not control myself, and so finally, through like piecing together different flashbacks and different stories, I kind of, kind of put it together. But um, you know, then at that point, I, you know, it was. I didn't want to reach out to him. I didn't want to do anything or take any action. Then you know, a year and a half or two years. So um, yeah. Just going through, just trying to figure out okay what what now like this happened to me but I can't do anything about it you know just feeling powerless and then you know Mm -hmm. telling one or two people and having them completely like react the wrong way (laughs) Uh, Um, oh it was just the worst you know them trying to be comforting but saying that like um, if I don't report him, I'm responsible for other women getting hurt and, like, just all of this yep. stuff. Like, dude. It's just I so painful. You, yeah,
2: <laughs> people say that to me, too, and it's like, yo, you're kind of blamed for know. that, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Exactly, and that's where I had to kind of have grace for them of, like, they don't know what I'm going yeah. through, yep. you know, because mm-hmm. before I went through something like this, logically it's like, okay, something bad happened to report it. You know, I love law enforcement. I believe that yeah. they're here to help. But I mean, I don't honestly I don't think I really would have done anything different looking back a year and a half later. There's no evidence.
2: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yep. Um so
1: yeah, that was did you want me to share the second time too?
2: Sure. I mean it's literally whatever you want to share. So if you'd like to, that's totally fine. And if you don't, yeah. Up to you. (laughs)
1: Yeah. (laughs) Thanks. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, that, that journey of healing was rocky. It was very messy. I like that. It was very, like, yeah. oh my gosh, still dealing with the backlash of the shame, especially, you know, coming from that Christian culture of, like, don't have sex before marriage. Mm-hmm. I thought I messed up and did something wrong, and that maybe I caused him to be tempted or something, or, you know, like, just trying yep. to blame myself and find some reason of, like, okay, this happened because I was that, you know, yep. and realizing Absolutely. that, no this happened, it it should never have happened, and just allowing the Lord to come in and kind of be like, no, I'm angry that this happened. Like, that was honestly the most healing thing for me, was to feel the Lord's anger towards the situation. Oh, yeah. Um, But then, so the second time, I had actually, this was a few, probably two years after, um, or probably a year after I had started to have the panic attacks with, um, you know, the first instance. I was dating a guy, and I told him, like, I don't want to have sex. Because at this point, I'm still trying to, like, you know, I, I didn't consensually have sex yet. So I'm like, okay, I'm still, still okay in the Lord's eyes. Like, we're we're good. We're moving forward. <laughs> yeah. And so yeah. Um, I told this guy, I said, no, I'm not going to have sex. And so I spent the night at his house, and he's like, can I please? Like, I just really want to. And I said, no, absolutely not. I'm not, you know, no. And so then he ended up just, like, forcing himself on me. And Mm. that, I've never felt more shame in my life than right after that happened. I couldn't Mm. speak for a day. Wow. Like, I could not open my mouth. He literally the next morning, because I just froze. I just stopped moving. He's like, what is wrong with you? And so then finally he just went to sleep. (laughs) Mm -hmm. and so the next morning I was still just frozen and I could not talk to him I couldn't look at him I was so disgusted with myself so disgusted with him so just like because this time I was conscious during it you know I remember exactly what happened and for me it was the guilt coming in of like I could have done more to prevent this I shouldn't have even been Mm -hmm. here I shouldn't have been dating a guy like this like what is wrong with me you know again just like trying to put yep. <laughs> absolutely everything on me. <laughs> yes. And um yeah, it was it was horrible. And so finally, um, I like got a few words out and like the other thing that like just fills me with guilt is I didn't break up with him that day. I broke really? up with him probably a few weeks later because again yeah. I was like I did something wrong. I caused yeah. him to do this. I, mm-hmm. you know, and it was just living with that guilt and that shame of, like, I'm a disgusting human being. And that's mm. honestly been where I've needed the most healing is just seeing myself and, like, feeling the anger of the Lord of, like, he should not have done that. You know, that was not okay. You very clearly yeah. said no. You weren't okay with that. You drew your line on the sand and he crossed it, you know. Yeah. And so just allowing, like, the Lord's anger to heal me, I didn't, you know, I didn't think. Lord could get angry on my behalf like that but
2: (laughs) yeah he totally does yeah
1: he absolutely does he sees injustice and he he
2: hates it
1: yeah but yeah so um yeah that's 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 my story that's where I'm at
2: (laughs) well thank you so much for sharing that I mean um I know it's not easy to I know because you're anonymous it probably feels a little bit easier. <laughs> they like, nobody knows who I am. So, but I know for me when I'm doing, when I'm doing these like recordings and stuff, even when I talk about my story and I know that people know who I am, it's almost mm-hmm. like I'm kind of disconnected. So it's not as,
1: yeah, I don't know, it's weird,
2: but still, thank you so much for, you know, sharing all the details that you did and just your story. Um, but I would love to know, you know what? What kind of emotions were you feeling? I know that they were such different experiences. So what? Mm-hmm. Like what was what was different about the emotions you felt afterwards for both of those um, experiences?
1: Um, I mean, directly after the first one, I was just confused. You know, I didn't know what happened. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't understand why he was treating me weird. Um,
2: yeah.
1: but because. In my mind, you know, I was unconscious. I couldn't do anything to really change the situation from my end. It almost, like, um, I don't know, it, it was almost easier for that mm. one. You know, I feel like yeah. that one was more traumatic. Like, there was more that I had to heal within my body. Um,
2: mm. Yeah. You yeah, know, different
1: nice. different smells would, like, make me... Um, going have a panic attack or different you know
2: mm. um, it was almost like a subconscious thing more so
1: yeah and that's honestly what brought it out um it's so funny yeah
2: because
1: I feel like whenever we experience trauma it comes out like that you know it's not it, oh it it's totally just messy. Does. it's yes. just messy yeah um And so I feel like the first time was a lot more traumatic physically, but I feel like I had so much more grace for myself in that because in my mind, besides not going on the date, there was nothing that I really could have done to change the situation. So it was almost like, okay, I can sit here and be a victim and be fine. You know, that's fine.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. But for the
1: second one, there's, you know, in my mind, there's so much more I could have done. There's so much that I could have done to Mm -hmm. stop the situation, to get out of there, to realize that things were progressing the way they were and leave. You know, I had my car there. I was sober. I could have driven. I could have gotten out of there. Like, to me, I had to deal so much more emotionally with the second one um, Mm -hmm. because in that one I very clearly did not protect myself. And that's one of my, Mm -hmm. you know, I love law enforcement and that's kind of my background is in protection and safety. And so
0: that's one of the things
1: that I have the most guilt and shame about is I literally teach women this and I couldn't do it. You know, Mm. it was just a big heavy cloud of maybe I'm not worth protecting, you know, and then you get down those spirals of like um, maybe I am just trash. Maybe I deserved this. Maybe I caused this. Maybe, you know, like, just all of the the spirals that offshoot off of that of, oh, yeah. um, you know, this happened not just once but twice, so maybe there really is something wrong with me. Um,
2: mm-hmm.
1: And maybe I deserve this. Maybe this is mm. the best that I'm going to get, you know. Yeah. And so just having to talk myself out of that is hard. And, you know, there's some days that I still fall into, like, maybe I deserve nothing, you know, and maybe bad things happen to me because I'm bad and not, you know,
2: seeing myself the way that God sees me. Yeah, and that's something that I feel like a lot of listeners can relate to, and I definitely relate to that, Um, because your second experience is very similar to mine. So I I hear yours, and I'm like, wow, that's so much of what I felt as well. It just completely rocks my Mm -hmm. identity, you know? Like, my identity was so rocked by that because, I grew up thinking honestly almost pridefully um, thinking that I was a very good girl and I didn't do anything uh-huh. wrong and I like I grew up in a law enforcement background as well and I was very like I'm not going to do this because it's wrong and I'm going to make sure I do these things because it's right and then all of a sudden this happens and and I was sober too like I chose to go to his house and hang out with him like go on a hike with him all these things and then that happened and it's like I could have done so much to prevent that and uh-huh. I didn't. And so that's why for me it was so, it just shook me to my core. Like you are not a good person. Like you thought you were, you know, like you, and and that's why you deserved it kind of thing. And now even to this day, I still struggle with the thought of like, do I deserve good things? You know, cause uh-huh. it seems like I was, I thought I was a good person and then a bad thing happened to me. Like, and I could have prevented it. So I totally relate to that. Um, yeah. And you mentioned, I was, you mentioned that the first time was like that was your first like sexual encounter. Is that mm-hmm. what you said? Wow. And that and then the sex was the second time. I mean, that might be more too much information, I guess. So, like, was that your second time like experiencing anything sexual? Yeah.
1: Yep. That wow. was my second sexual experience.
2: So, and how does that I mean, like I feel like that just man, I, I for, for me, I had had sex with my boyfriend actually because with my as now at the time, um, and we had had sex before, which almost, like, <laughs> I look back and I'm like, that wasn't right, because I do also try to live a Christian life, but at the same time, I was almost a little bit thankful that my rape wasn't my first time, you know? So I'm wondering, like, how that affected you.
1: Oh, my gosh, so much. Um, it's crazy, because I feel like our souls remember dates. And so, mm. um, I remember probably on the one-year anniversary of that second time because, um, you know, the first time was so much. Like I, I still to this day don't exactly know what happened, and I prefer it that way. Yeah. I don't need to know. Oh, yeah. Healed. That's good. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I get that. Um. But so the second time, like the, I remember very distinctly the one-year anniversary of that. I didn't know what was wrong with me, but I remember screaming out to the lord like god i just want to choose who i have sex with
0: like Mm. i feel like that
1: should be a basic human right and i don't get that like just let me have sex with someone that i choose and so yeah that and then i ended up hooking up with somebody because i wanted to choose who Mm. i have
2: sex with Mm -hmm. and
1: that kind of opened the gates a little bit to um well, is this wrong, is this, you know, just all of those thoughts, like, I was
2: holding this so
1: dear, and now it's just tainted, you know, still to this day, I see kissing as more intimate than sex, and I know that that's something that I'm going to have to heal, (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Um, you know, in the next, hopefully soon, year, but (laughs) I just, I don't see sex as intimate, I see it, I still do see it as kind of like this dirty, like, don't go there, um, bad things happen when you open that door um, yeah mm. it's just not pure like it should be I feel like you know sex is created to be this beautiful intimate pure bond between two yeah. people and it's, that it's was just not for me yeah. yeah
2: no I, I totally get that and that's something that I kind of experienced too so then going back to this boyfriend that I had had sex before with and then getting married to him and still struggling with like my view of sex, it's just so different than it was yeah. before. Even when it was like wrong for me to be doing it outside of marriage in my mind. Like uh-huh. even then it was still viewed honestly in a better light than it is now after uh-huh. you know, the race uh, that I experienced. So yeah, uh-huh. it makes so much sense. Um and then you you mentioned that you there was like smells and things that, you know, affected you. I was wondering what kind of triggers that you Um, experienced and, like, if you still struggle with those today?
1: Um, Yeah, I want to say the first – so, like, a year and a half after it happened was when I first started experiencing panic attacks, and normally it would just be when I was drunk. So yeah. um, Because that's when it happened was when I was drunk. Um, But then after that, it started happening when I wasn't, and so, like – Um, You know, I I mentioned that time at the yoga um, studio. I was analyzing, like, why did that happen? And it's because I was in a dark room with strangers. Mm -hmm. I did not want to be laying down in a dark room with strangers. Um, You know, so things like that. Certain songs would trigger me. Um, It was, Mm -hmm. like, the tone Mm -hmm. in some people's voice. I would just, you know, completely. So my, like, response is I dissociate. I freeze Um, I remember I was driving one time, and I I probably sound like an absolute fool, but (laughs) I got triggered by something. Honestly, I don't even remember what, Um, Mm -hmm. but I got triggered by something, and I just completely forgot that I was driving a car. Like, I completely dissociated from what I was doing, and I remember laughing and thinking, like, "Ah, this probably isn't safe for me to drive right now. I was so disconnected from what was happening around me. Um, but now I, I don't really experience um I don't really experience that anymore. Um, the first. so I did have a boyfriend um that I did end up like consensually sleeping with for a little bit and so the first couple of times that we tried to be intimate I would just I could not. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. I
1: absolutely was destroyed. <laughs> Um, and luckily he was super kind about it and super sweet. So I, you know, opened up a little bit about my story. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, but yeah, honestly, in the, in the moment of all of these experiences, it's like, when will this ever end? You know, it's like Mm -hmm. day by day, hour by hour, this is never going to get better. What's the point of trying? And now just to have people in my corner who have said, I mean, like my counselor, who's very – she's awesome. She's like, just keep going. You don't see the progress because you're in the middle mm-hmm. of it. I do, yeah. but I'm not in the middle of it. So that was super helpful to the – and now um, I actually did have a panic attack probably about um a month ago or so, but they're very few and far between, and they're not quite as – they're not debilitating anymore. Um,
2: okay, yeah.
1: You know, they're – I mean, I – Actually, this last one that I had was kind of bad. It lasted, like, you know, I was kind of off for about a day and a half after, but nothing like before. Before, it would take me, like, a week to finally get back to myself, and
2: yeah. um, wow. they were happening
1: all the time, like, all yeah. the time. I was just a wreck. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, my God. I've definitely been there.
1: Um, <laughs>
2: yeah, so what do you feel has changed about you as a person since your experiences?
1: Oh, my gosh! I have so much more grace for myself now. Um, okay. I feel like before I've been so hard on myself, and so and like my my word for this year is just be kind um, mm. be kind to myself, mainly because i I'm usually able to show that kindness to other people, but you know, and going through all you know these experiences and finally healing from it like i've I just experienced that healing like anger of the Lord. Since moving um, about six months ago when I moved here was when I finally started to feel that and get some healing from that. Um, And so God's just telling me, hey, be kind, be patient, it's okay. And I constantly ask him, I'm like, Lord, why didn't you just throw me away? Like, why did you go Mm. through the hard work of actually healing me? Because it's so much easier to just take me up to heaven. (laughs) But God's in the business of restoring people. And just seeing how Absolutely. patient Lawrence has been with me and with my process and my mess-ups and my, like, seeing how consistent he's been over the course of years, that's really gotten me to the place where I can just be kind to myself and well. um, just have that ability to have grace for myself and walk through the process. Because people who haven't experienced trauma think it's linear. And people mm, who have yep. experienced trauma realize that, you could be doing fine one day and then the next day run 10 steps back. Like not even walk, Absolutely. just run yep. right into the face mm. of danger or whatever it is.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's so true.
1: Um, and then come back and, you know, hopefully you're a little bit farther along than you were before. But, yeah, that's yeah. the biggest lesson I've learned.
2: Well, that's awesome. I mean, that also kind of – kind of answered the other question I was going to ask because you did mention um, your relationship with God before we started recording, but I was going to ask you, like, how it's changed your relationship with God. I don't know if you have anything else to add, but you did kind of answer a little bit.
1: Yeah, I think for me, God really showed up in different um, forms throughout this. I feel like at first he was the protective father, um, Um, and now he's more showing up as kind of like a friend you know um, he doesn't need to like fight and like show me his anger towards the situations and you know whatever he's more of like hey let's let's take a mental health break let's go for a run let's you know it's it's
2: just
1: a softer
2: let's
1: just just take care of
2: ourselves (laughs) yeah that was so cool that's awesome Um, and then just a couple more questions you mentioned therapy or that you have a counselor and I was just curious like what therapy you already have gone through and then you mentioned you're going to be going through another so if you could share like more on that
1: yeah um so I actually when I went to college they offered free therapy and um you know I I've been abused by my dad not sexually but um like physically and emotionally and so there were mm-hmm. a lot of people in my life that told me that in college I should take advantage of free therapy. Yeah,
2: that's cool.
1: <laughs> and yeah. so yeah, and so I just stayed with her and I've had her ever since oh. she had her own practice. Wow, yeah, that's so cool. Been, yeah, the whole gambit of <laughs> she yeah, she was there for everything which is super wow. cool.
2: That's what so cool um, to me really, like go through like you're going through all the stuff over the years and she's like whiskey through all of that. That's really cool.
1: Yeah, and one of the things that you said that stuck out is um when I first went to therapy, she said I was so like dissociated from it. It sounded like <laughs> I was just telling her a story. I was yep. like this is the facts of what happened. There's no emotion mm-hmm. behind it. It could be anyone's story. It happens to be mine, yeah. but here you go, and then having her help me piece the emotion back into it, and oh mm. my gosh, that was a painful process. But yeah. we're, we're getting through it. Um, wow. Yeah, so she's in there. I've also done um, different emotional health courses as they come up. I've really noticed um, the need to really dig into my heart and into my emotions and to really heal that piece of me as well. Um, mm. And hopefully with this course coming up, um, yeah, we'll just get more into that. But honestly, that's one of the beautiful things that happened through this is um, just really taking a hold of my emotional health and making that my responsibility of, like, I'm going to be – the best version that i can be and not put any pressure on it but just pursue that with my finances pursue that with my time pursue that you know um with any resources i can get my hands on so i've read a ton of books on emotional health and done (laughs)
2: yeah um
1: yeah just with the goal of healing and that's really like where i can kind of like my resiliency through everything is even at my worst points i ran towards healing um mm. even though it was the mo- most painful option that i could have chosen
2: yeah man well that's awesome um and then my last question would be one that might be a little bit difficult but what would you say to your abusers if you were to talk to them today
1: yeah i've actually thought about this a lot um The first guy, we actually ran in some of the same social circles, so I I did see him (laughs) after I realized what had happened, Um, but I was not ready to have a conversation, not ready to talk to him about it, and so, but I have thought about this a little bit, Um, I think now where I'm in, in my healing, I just have so much compassion for them, and so much, like, I've gone through the steps of being absolutely pissed off at like, why, how dare you, how dare you do this, how dare Mm -hmm. you, Um, you know, and I've gone through those emotions and kind of processed them, and now I'm kind of, you know, my new thing is be kind, so I'm kind of looking at them of like, oh my gosh, Mm -hmm. like, I am so sorry that you thought this was okay and acceptable, like, how hurt do you have to be to do something Mm -hmm. like this, yes. And so that's more where I'm at now, and I'm really grateful that I got here because a few months ago, I literally, I joined um, a nine-round gym so I could punch things because I was so angry.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I bet that helped a little bit (laughs) in the moment.
1: Oh, my gosh, yeah. Yeah, that's one of the things I learned about anger is just, like, sadness or happiness. Anger needs an outlet, too.
2: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, but just kindness
1: and just, like, hey not okay what you did I'm never going to say you know excuse it and say hey it's okay no what they did wasn't okay but just say I'm you know more of that compassionate not like looking down but I'm so sorry that this was how you were raised this is how you were taught or this is acceptable like just more of like man I just want to hug you
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah well well thank you um the last thing that I would like to end pretty much every interview with, I guess, is just what would you say to somebody that has been through something similar to you?
1: Um, reach out to people. I still have not told my family yet. Most of my friends don't know. But um, the most, like, the pivotal points in my healing process have been, With more or less anonymous settings like this where the people that I'm talking to don't know me they you know don't all that they want is my healing they have no you know Mm -hmm. and you know Mm -hmm. there are some I just I'm not ready to tell my family yet so maybe that'll come later but um, keeping it in and not telling people it's going to come out anyways but people just aren't going to understand why it comes out so if it comes Mm -hmm.
2: out
1: settings where it's appropriate or you know not even appropriate but settings where it's made for that and built for that
2: the community
1: is unreal like the depth of intimacy and that is awesome and that Mm. just pure love that's what really helps me to move forward so I would just say tell someone and you know just be kind to yourself um even if you Mm. you know potentially make bad choices or um have horrible thoughts about yourself or whatever. Just be kind to yourself. Just yeah. you know pretend that you're I don't know. I just I like to picture myself as a little kid a lot and I'm just hugging myself saying like, hey, I got you. We're gonna get through this. It's it's gonna be okay. And I'm thinking awesome. like I would not tell that little five year old girl that she sucks and is a horrible you know, whatever that is. Yeah, so.
2: yeah. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, just well, reach out and please be please kind. Please. <laughs>
2: Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. Um, Well, thank you so much for being willing to share. That's all the questions that I have. I don't know if you want to, like, add anything, but (laughs) kind of the floor is yours. um, But that's all I have to ask you.
1: Yeah, no, I just wanted to say thank you for creating a platform for, you know, me specifically to do this, but for other women to be able to do this too. Um, It you know, even though it does kind of feel like I'm telling someone else's story, it I know like looking back, I'm gonna experience healing from specifically sharing this with you. So, yeah. thank you for opening the floor and just creating a safe place for me to process and
2: for yeah. you know, you're so welcome. <laughs> yeah, awesome. and honestly, it really
1: well. Thank you. I
2: for me, I I definitely believe that God put this on my heart. You know, two mm-hmm. years ago, so whenever people thank me i'm like you know honestly god is the one that i thank daily for this you know like he's the one who put on my heart and then got me through a lot of the healing i needed to do to be able to do this so but i yeah. i really appreciate that and you know kind of that um and you noticing that but yeah. yeah thanks so much for sharing though and i think i have to end it to like stop the recording so this will probably be like the end and i'll just message you but um, thank you so much again. And I'll, you know, be posting this and I'm sure this will help so many people to hear your stories.
1: Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for thanks for letting me share. I I really appreciate it.
2: Absolutely. <laughs> well, have a great night and I'll talk to you later. Thank you.
1: Okay. Talk to you later.
2: bye All right. Bye.
0: What's up, y'all? Thank you so much for listening again to this awesome interview with my friend. Um, It's definitely not an easy thing to share about, and this one was a little bit shorter than last one. I think, I guess all of these will just really vary depending on the person and their experiences, Um, but I loved just this different perspective that my guest brought this week. Um, I am sorry for the quality. I know it didn't sound normal. It was a virtual like phone call that I had to record, so I apologize for the poor quality um, and any you know sounds. and it, it just wasn't as manicured this week, so I apologize for that. I'm gonna try my best to do better in the future. Um, But yeah, if any of you feel led to share on the podcast, please reach out to me on my Instagram at every68seconds. And also just a huge thank you to all of you guys for, you know, rating on Apple Podcasts as well as Spotify and leaving some reviews as well. They're super helpful. Um, And if anyone's looking for a podcast in this category, they will see my podcast more often if there are ratings and reviews and things like that so um just really appreciate you guys and i will also be doing my best to get back to that weekly consistent posting i know that there's been a you know a week between the last couple of episodes it's just been a little difficult for me to get guests and get things interviewed and all that stuff but i will do my best to make sure this is a weekly thing that comes out every tuesday moving forward Um, But yeah, thank you so much for your support, and I hope that you guys will keep on listening.